Grab your popcorn and your favorite candy. It's time for another episode in our series, Motion Picture Meets Reality. In this season, we explore how movies and television series reflect the world of youth and schooling. This week, we're rocking it out with Jack Black in School of Rock. Okay, so this week we are talking about um, how pop culture meets education. And we're talking about the movie School of Rock with Jack Black. So to this, I'm Rachel Scott, and today I have some guests with me. Um, do you each of you want to introduce yourselves? Sure. I'm Sarah Clark. I'm the lower school librarian here at St. Andrews. And I am Daniel Roars. I'm the videographer, photographer, podcast producer, editor, whatever else I need to be. So the perfect person to talk about a movie. Yes. Exactly. So we all watched School of Rock uh, over the last couple of weeks and like took some notes and like there were some things that jumped out at us as we were watching. Um, Sarah, what was the first thing for you that jumped out when you watched it? Um, I think, well, when they're talking about, you know, what it means to be a substitute teacher and kind of how he's saying how this is such an important job and substituting is like, you know, an important role at a school and needed for sure. And Jack Black referred to it as temping and that it's not a serious job. And I just was like, you know, kind of baffled at that because, you know, we need substitute teachers for a number of reasons. And I was like, oh, Dewey Finn, who's Jack Black, has no clue what it means (laughs) to be a substitute teacher. Right. They, one of the immediate response Jack Black had was like, that's just babysitting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could totally relate to that because like riding subplanes are so detailed. And when you go into a classroom as a sub, you're like, okay, this isn't really my class. So I'm just going to try to get my way through this. It's like babysitting with a plan, but it really is so much more than that. And Agreed. I think that we undervalue their part in education. Yeah. Um, but I did, he made $650 a week subbing. Like that jumped out at me. Yeah. Because... Subs don't really make that much, at least not in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, Like, even for public schools, if you go through, like, one of the um, substitute services that, like, provide subs for the districts or whatever, like, they average $50 to $75 a day. Right. Wow. Which is less than, like, working at, you know, Target or babysitting or something like that. You know, it's still a needed profession. But, yeah, it's a very underpaid yeah. Well. So when I saw this and I was like, and especially when it came out, I was like, $650 a week is actually pretty good for us. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's not what they get paid now. Yeah. So what about you, Daniel? Oh, the thing that jumped out at me was Jack Black's character in terms of how he behaved as a substitute for me on the outside of education, kind of looking in at what teachers want to do. I think I was just like, oh, this is what every teacher is envious of. They want to behave <laughs> like Jack Black is in this movie some days. They don't always want to be their traditional teacher. They just want to be goofy, fun. Themselves. Yeah. Themselves. Sarcastic. Relatable. Kind of, yeah. I know. I brought up, um, you know, Jack Black just got to do whatever he wants. I was shocked at how easy it was for him to just walk in and pretend to be someone else. You know, with background yeah, like checks. the difference in culture. Okay, so, like, the things that have happened over the years, like, that require these things to change. Right. Like, you can't just walk into a school, even as a parent. I remember when my kids were in elementary school, like, I had to have a background check to volunteer at the school. Yes. So, I actually found that part funny because I remember when I first started working here, I went to several events. I, at the lower school, we have name badges, but at the upper school, we don't. And I remember just going to events and nobody questioned who I was. 
It's, it no blows one, my mind. No one ever asked. No one was yeah. ever like, I had a camera. I was around. And no teacher was like, who are you? <laughs> like, it was They're not for like, like three months later. They thought you belonged. Yep. Three months later, I think it was one of the teachers was like, who are you? I'm like, I'm a photographer now. But like, I was everywhere and no one ever questioned it. Yeah. So I mean, like for me, that part was the most re- relatable part of the movie. Wow. <laughs> See, that blows my mind. Yeah, I think about all the procedures that we have to go through now, even when I was student teaching about how, you know, you have to have background checks, fingerprinting. I mean, there are so many, you know. Like hoops. Yeah, that you have to do. And I, I definitely think it's important because it protects our kids and our staff. But yeah, I mean, he just was like, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, Fred, whatever. And, um, you know, I'm the substitute. And they're like, yeah, great, wonderful. You can start right now. And usually, like, you would have some introduction of, like, a school tour and you would get to meet the students. And he just pops right in and, you know, no sit ins, no checks. Yeah, nothing. she, like, walks him straight to the classrooms, like, here you go. <laughs> Um, I was also saying he makes comments that are like adult comments, um, that, you know, he's like, he asked the kid, he's like, do you know what that means? And obviously the kids should not know the questions he's asking, but, um, and just the lingo he uses, I can't imagine saying those things in front of kids. I I mean, you'd be in so much trouble if you did. Right. (laughs) But sometimes it was a little refreshing. Like I taught middle school for a long time and I like how brutally honest he was with them mm-hmm. because like that was one thing with my middle schoolers like I'm not going to be inappropriate but I'm going to I'm going to sugarcoat something for you right like we'll talk through we'll work through whatever it is that you've got going on school related but I'm not going to sugarcoat it like I'll be honest with you you be honest with me yeah but like he was so brutally honest with them um and sometimes some of the things he was saying like I wish I could say that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah when he told him like when he goes in that first day and he's like who's got food and she's like hiding it because they you know are like who's got gum and they're like oh hiding it because they're scared they're gonna get in trouble and you're like no 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 I don't care just I want some I'm just <laughs> hungry share <laughs> I know it's like back and I think about back then like so when we were sick in elementary school if you weren't feeling good your your teacher would go down to the soda machine and they would buy us a Sprite and you were allowed to have a Sprite because it was just an okay thing to do. And you would drink your soda in class. You'd magically feel better from this caffeinated soda. And now I'm I think about jealous. today, it's like I email the nurse. I check with the list of allergies. And then you triple check and you still are on kind of edge because you don't want to risk things. But back then, we didn't think about all the allergies that kids have now. And it wasn't – you could just give kids food when they were hungry. And now it's like we don't dare do such thing. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about. I think, it, I think there's more of them now. Like yes. there are more allergies and things. Noticed and recognized. Right, that yeah. before it wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah. I don't remember they weren't as common. That. Yeah, like peanut allergies. I know they were a thing as a kid, but no one sat separately. It was all just like – we all intermingled, right. and if you had a kid in class, you just wouldn't bring it. But now it's like separate tables and spaces and all those things you never really yeah. thought about. <laughs> okay, so one of my favorite parts from the movie, from my teacher's standpoint, was when he's like going through the classroom and he sees that chart on the wall, mm-hmm. and they're like getting these little stars and these black dots, and he like gets legit angry <laughs> because you're basically judging a kid for everybody else to see. Like, on what they're accomplishing and what they did wrong. And it, like, is pub- becomes public knowledge. And when I was teaching in the classroom, um, not even that long ago, I remember our district did this big thing, and they wanted these data walls with the student data on the bulletin oh boards in the hallway. And we would, like, get, I would get into arguments, not, like, aggressively, but, <laughs> like, there is something fundamentally wrong with this to right. put their private information 
up out for mm-hmm. everybody else to see. And when he ripped it off, I was like, yes! <laughs> it, like, made me excited. Like, somebody else is, like, standing up for those kids that struggle who right. have other things that they can be proud of that doesn't have to be broadcast on the wall as a big black dot yeah. as a demerit. You know? I think of the movie as well, Employee of the Month. Yeah. And they're getting the stickers every month for best you know, performance. And it's like, there's people that probably go unnoticed because they're not going above and beyond, but they are still doing a really great job yeah. at their work. And same with the classroom. You don't want to like display all of that. Well, we want to encourage our students. Right. Like not slam them or make them feel like self-conscious or, or guilty. Yeah. About what they could see as a failure when it right. might not be. It just take time. I remember we also had our names used to be written on the whiteboard and you'd lose a letter for every time you talked. Now I had a short name and I was a chatter. And so I could, never <laughs> could you that. imagine having the name Sarah Clark and losing all your letters because you couldn't help but be chatty. And so I remember like the people with the long names, I envied them. You know, you didn't really think about chances. it. They had more chances or maybe she shortened them, but it was just the idea that like it was public now, like yeah. everyone knew about it and it made you so self-conscious. I used to cringe when they'd wire up there to like write somebody's name on the board and then you'd get <laughs> the check marks. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. 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 It would, oh, it was awful. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, the principal. I remember she walked in on the first day and like with a really tough, but like not mean tone. She never really had a mean tone. She was always just very like here's the expectations. Like please. direct. Yes, very direct. Like, please keep to it. And I remember she came in, she was like, just try to be more conscientious about your choices. And I was just like, oh, I can feel, I can feel it. Like, you better, you better step it up before you, she comes back be, again. Be on your P's and Q's or she's going to get you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, there was another part that I really could relate to. Um, it's not every day, but I think every, all of us go through it. And it was, like, the first day, I think, that he was there. And, the, like, you're watching the mm-hmm. clock tick. And, like, you're waiting till that time and you can leave. And he's like, all right, bye. And he's, like, jets out of there. Every day of my life. <laughs> every day. Some I don't days. even deal with kids most of the time, but it's every day. No, I, there's some days that I feel like that. But most of the time, like, I don't even pay attention. And I'll just be working. I'm like, oh, I can leave. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even realize it. Like, the day will go by and you're like, whoa, I could have gotten so much yeah. more done. And other days you're, like, sitting there like, wow. Watch the minute slow, slow. yeah. Okay. The seconds tick by. I also remember he talked about saying, um, you know, the kids were clearly learning that they weren't going to be doing educational things. And uh, Miranda Cosgrave's character was like, oh, well, are you going to grade us? He's like, yeah, of course I'm going to grade you. I was just testing you, you know, like trying to trick them into thinking he knew what he was talking about, but, you know, didn't. And I feel that as a co-curricular because we don't give grades in co-curriculars, but it is important that you're doing your work and you're, a part of the conversation and you're participating, but it is hard sometimes when they're like, well, is this graded? And you're like, well, no, but this is important. Right. <laughs> I felt that when I was like, ah, to I mean, try to get them to place the right value right. On, that, on that piece. And even if it's not graded, you have, they have to learn that like, these are important things that are still a part of, you know, class time that you have to participate and, you know, be involved. So. Yeah. That same character, um, Miranda. Yeah. Which, I mean, she was, She's a little stuck up in the movie, and uh, but she says something to one of on one of the parts where she's like, "My parents don't spend fifteen thousand dollars for my tuit of my for my tuition to play all day," and I was like, "I mean, I wish we could. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome." <laughs> but that was in two thousand three. Okay, so I looked it up because I was very curious. So I'm like, fifteen thousand dollars for tuition for the top public or private school, and where they were in New York, right? Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, wow. 
And okay, so it was laughable because the inflation between 2003 and now, like you would think that it'd be astronomically yeah. more than that. Right. Because it's already up 1.63 times higher than it was in 2003. Wow. So there's no way that you could go to the same school for anywhere near that. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not reasonable. But I did. I laughed out loud when she was like, $15,000. I was like, wow, it must be nice. <laughs> When I made a comparison, I mean, I'm someone who watches TikTok, and I thought it's so funny. There's a scene where he's, um, Jack Black is, like, really jamming out, doing that whole song that everyone knows, and it's now actually a big TikTok thing where people are recreating his, like, crazy song emotions to this, like, kind of ridiculous scene, and I've been watching it, and then we talked about doing this podcast for this movie, and I was like, why do I feel like that's so fresh on my mind? And it's because this movie's technically trending right now, which is so oh, funny. that is neat. Because everyone wants to recreate this crazy scene that Jack Black did. But I also think about, even though, obviously, this was not a good classroom setting of all the things that were going on, he was inspiring the kids to find their passions. And I think that's what we all try to do as teachers, yeah. is try to encourage our kids to find things that they really are passionate about and encourage them to keep going with it and see if that's something they want to pursue in their future. And right. maybe it's not, but it's good to try them to out. To get the, the exposure. Exactly. But, like, he broke so many rules so in the process. So many. Like, when they run out of the school and they jump in the van for this, Can like, impromptu oh field trip. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'd be going to jail. Like, going to jail. That or if, on the parent end, I think about, like, oh, my God, these parents would eat us alive if they found out their kids were in my van. And I just took them to a show in New York with a gr bunch of grown adults. <laughs> now, I've been at a school where we could do that. Like, we had the permission to do that. As long as the parents were aware. We drove right. our cars. We had our students. Okay. But, like, we had guidelines and they had to have notice and those type of mm -hmm. things. But it wasn't like this scheduling a bus and pick up and drop off and doing all the math for the mile calculations that I've also right. had to do at other schools. Like the teachers would jump in their cars. We'd figure out who had what kids and we'd just go. Yeah. But so there are serious extremes even today, but like just nobody knowing the kids just going missing and you're off in this big, you know, big city or whatever. Like, yeah, I'm like, yep, yeah, going to jail. <laughs> I also think about when he was trying to connect with the kids to try to find out things that they didn't like yeah. so that he could help them like create music to that. And I remember some of them saying no allowance. And I, you know, I think about oh, like, things that made them mad. Yeah, like, yeah. Things that made them really mad. And it was like no allowance having to do chores and bullies. And I was like, you know, I can remember relating to all that. Mm -hmm. I remember, and I'm, I know bullies are still a thing today, but it's just like, Oh my gosh, those things are things that would make me so angry as a kid. And you're like, Whoa, I feel that. <laughs> but now that you're an adult, you're like, Oh, well, those are things that you have to be responsible for. And bullies, it's like as you grow older you learn how to stand up for them but he yeah. lets them all express that in a safe setting and I was yes. like yes like have these conversations that was one thing that in this movie they did a really good job of of showing the dynamic between a teacher who is really kind I mean it's not academic investing, right. you know, but, but in investing tune. the time to build a, a strong relationship for the yeah. student to grow yeah. and to explore their their talents yeah. Because, like, when they're starting the band, he's giving out these jobs. And they're like, well, can I do this? He's like, sure, why not? You yeah. know, like, he's yeah. just, like, he actually um, takes the time to do that. And where it really jumped out to me was a really funny scene, but that's that parent-teacher conference night. I was just about and to say, And before yeah. he makes a weird comment about touching the kids, 
um, which we know he words totally wrong. Yeah. But he actually is like pointing out things that these kids are really good at and are yeah. important to them, like that give them value as a human. And you can see the kids all starting to like, oh, I didn't realize that people thought that about me. Right. And so you can see in that instance, and that's just one of many, but that, that connection was really built. He also is teaching them how to advocate for themselves. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, in the beginning, like you said, he gave them all a task, but then some of them came back to him and they're like, mm, this is not for me. Yeah. I want mm-hmm. to be something else. And so it allowed them to like be like, hey, actually, I think I want to try this. And then also recognizing what they're actually really good at. It helps some of the parents see in their students and their kids like, yeah. hey, your kid's really good at this. Like give them an opportunity to try it out. So I thought that was... I mean, he did a good job in that (laughs) aspect. Okay, so from the teacher in a classroom with students' perspective, there was a moment when he's new in the classroom, and he's like, well, and the kids, like, convince him to sing his original song. Yes. And they, like, put him on the spot, and he, like, really can't get out of it, so he's doing it. And you can tell that there's so much invested in it, and it is a total flop. Like, it was awful. <laughs> the kids are looking at him like he's lost his mind, which you, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. did. Um, but as a new teacher, that was something that I remember being able to relate to. Because, like, you put all this planning and effort into planning this, like, perfect lesson. And you get up in front of these students. And they're kids. But that was almost worse because they're brutal. And, like, you're going to do this big lesson. And you've got everything perfectly planned. And it's a disaster. So it was like one of those things that he's just a substitute. He's not even doing (laughs) curriculum. But like remembering what it was like to have all this plan and effort and time going into, you know, planning this incredible lesson for your students. And you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? Like, this is not good. I can't do this again. Mm -hmm. And like (laughs) being embarrassed for yourself because... It was a total flop. When you thought it was going to be like a hit. Oh, yeah. I've, I've planned lessons. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to love this. Is they're going to be so excited about this lesson? And then I do it, and I'm like, ooh, like, they're not connected. And they're connecting. looking at you like, what alien took over my teacher's body? Like, yeah. who is this? They're like, I'm not connecting to this. And that's the hardest part, too. Sometimes you think, like, as a librarian, I think about books. And I'm like, oh, they're going to think this is so funny. Or, like, they're going to get the you know, little clues to what it's leading to. Like I'm looking at one of your books, Rachel, and I'm looking at what do you do with an idea? And it's about this little imaginary egg that's actually an idea. And you're thinking that the kids are going to get onto this idea that this idea follows you and it can grow and it can be all these things. And at the end, the kids are like, so why is an egg following him around? And you're like, like, I don't get it. (laughs) And you're like, man, you really thought they were going to get it and have this moment. Because it's this great metaphor. And then like it flops. It's like straight over their head. And when the kids do get it, you can see it. And that's the best feeling is when you see it in their face, like, whoa, I got it. And then other times you're like, man, now I got to explain it. And I'm happy to, but it's like hard to explain that an egg is an idea. Right. And this creative element to all of it. So I just think of that too. Um, I was also thinking about um, when he sits down with the principal at lunch. He invites her to lunch because he's trying to convince her to let him take these kids to a field trip, which is the band. Oh, yeah. Is that when he takes her to, to the, the bar? To the, bar, to the, the bar. bar. Yeah. And she and I, I felt so bad for her in this moment because she goes, she says she never gets invited by any teacher. Yeah. And you could tell that she, she, I think she was saying she had been a teacher before or some connection. 
And she felt like she could connect with people, but she had lost that spark of how to be not just their principal, but their friend as well. And it, I felt so bad because I was like, oh, all she wants to do is be able to connect with people again. Mm-hmm. But she's in this role that's almost very intimidating to approach her. And it was just nice to see her let loose and sing. And he's yeah. convincing her as she's finally like letting go of everything you can tell for like right off her shoulders. He's like, so like this field trip would be great. And they're both like vibing back and forth. And you're just like, get the question out. Just ask her while she's in this wonderful mood. <laughs> Before she changes her mind. Yeah, quickly. Um, and yeah. And then I remember he's like, well, when parents ask what the kids are doing, she's like, well, I can't tell you like this teacher student confidentiality thing. And he's like, oh no, like that's okay. Like, you know, trying to convince her of these things that are actually okay, that he has no awareness of clearly (laughs) um now one of the things i know we talked about like what he puts into like investing in those relationships with the students like building their confidence right um one of the things that i do remember um was when he oversaw one of his students basically just getting cut down and degraded by his dad yeah um and you could see that it like broke his heart and like I think that that it was that same day that he had the kids sing about yes. what made them mad. Yeah. Yes, because he could tell that they had been eating but up. Because I think as teachers, though, we also have to be aware that we have to look at that foundation because they have to be prepared to learn. And if they're going through like those emotional things, like then they're not able to learn. They're not going to comprehend. They're not going to stay engaged in what right. they're actually learning at school because they have all this other baggage at that foundational level, that emotional level. And I really liked that he was like, you know what? Stop. We're not going to do this lesson. And like threw it to the side. And he's like, we're going to focus on this. And so then he had them singing about what gave, you know, made them mad and those type of things. Because he realized that that was more important than whatever the plan was for that day. Mm-hmm. Even though it was a band. You know, but, like, in the the grand scheme of the school world, you know, like, sometimes that's the most important thing right. is to, for your students to know that they're secure, that they're cared for, yeah. and that they're in a place that's safe for them to explore and learn. And also valued. Yeah. I mean, I have that in my classroom rules is that, you know, we value each other's opinions and we understand I try to be really transparent about like my emotions with my students because I know it's important that kids understand that whatever role you're in as an adult it's important to know that we have emotions too we don't have perfect days just like they do and if they can if you can tell them that like hey I'm not having my best day they'll be like oh same I can connect with that and understand that we're all human beings and it's okay not to have perfect days and sometimes you do spend you end up nicking some of your lesson to spend time on the things that are really important in that moment. So when I can think of ones where like a kid's pet passes away or a kid's having something going on at home where they went on this really cool trip that they can connect with. It's important to take time and hear them out because they might've not had that opportunity any other time to talk about it. And it's safe to do it in a room where they already know that it's okay to have those conversations. So. I mean, I think, and that's the thing, it's hard to judge him as a teacher because right. he did a really good job on the emotional connection with kids, but not the <laughs> teaching aspect. But he did teach them a lot of things along the way. Right. That were not, I mean, not invaluable. They were super valuable skills yeah. and things that they needed, you know, that they really needed for their development as an individual, as a human. But it wasn't the math and the science and right. Latin like he repeated multiple times. <laughs> on but I think is that the is that the lost art in education today because it's so focused on getting a good test score. I think a lot of times it is. 
I think a lot of times it is. I have seen um, some serious damage um, that students carry with them long after that because they're not getting that emotional support in the classroom, which should be a safe environment where they feel degraded like the demerit system or the mm-hmm. behavior system. Um, maybe they're just not as strong or they're coming carrying home stuff into school. Um, right. be- and then putting on top of that, like putting a ton of bricks on top of an already sagging bridge right um you add that high stakes testing and you put the performance of one single event that basically dictates the next step of their life and for a student that's a big deal and i think that um the art of that connection in the classroom can help offset that Mm -hmm. yeah um, and I think it's the attention is not there like it used to be in a lot of areas. Then that's not across the board because yeah. I think we do a really good job of it here. I was gonna um, say yeah, here I feel like we do. But in some in a lot of schools, that's just not the case. Um, yeah, I mean, in my public school where I grew up, that wasn't. I mean, it was all about your test scores. It was all yeah. about your grades. It wasn't mm-hmm. about how are you. Right. I mean, a lot of teachers I feel like showed up for the for the paycheck. That's one way to put it. I've heard that a lot. Like they're just school people at the school I grew up in. Right. Right. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen it a lot in public schools and different places where they're just going to get paid. Mm -hmm. Like it's not because they're passionate about the students that they're teaching or they're. And I've heard that individuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just there for to get paid, not to actually make a difference in those students' lives. Um, And I feel like um, Jack Black in this movie did the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Like. He wasn't making that much money, way more than yeah. stuff now, but it was still, like, we know that that's kind of laughable. But, like, he was, he found that right. um, he was passionate about helping them succeed in something. Right. Um, so I really, really appreciated that aspect of it. And I was going to say, too, like, going on the social-emotional stuff, I think here at St. Andrews, I've never seen a school do so much with social-emotional learning, mm-hmm. and I, I value that. For sure. And I think it's so important that we have these conversations with kids. And I know in the beginning of the year, we always spend certain weeks doing certain, um, like, fundamental groups. Like, we do, I think, like, care. And we do certain vocab words. that responsive classroom. Yeah, for responsive classroom. And we talk about that whole theme for the week. So books connected to it, materials, people that, you know, show that. And I think um, we just have really good open conversations. We have great resources like Reverend Haley and Chelsea and people that are there to have conversations with kids when it's needed, not only for students, but I've found myself as a staff member too, being able to go to them when I'm not sure what to do for myself or for my students and how I can best support them um, in the classroom and outside too. So, I mean, St. Andrews for me has done a really great job in that aspect. Yeah. But I was envious of, like, those kids going in and, like, actually being able to be part of a band. Because technically, you could go and learn music and learn all the fundamental skills of, like, because math is so based in music mm-hmm. theory, uh, writing, because everything mm-hmm. is poetry. And, right. Yeah. In, in the lyrics. And so I was, like, envious of, like, they're doing something they love and they're also gaining those oh, fundamental yeah. I mean, skills. With my background, it's the perfect, the whole scenario is a perfect setup. Executed a little poorly. (laughs) Poorly. I mean, yeah, but hilariously. But it's a great setup for a project-based learning environment because all of those other things do fit into it. 
you've got the business and the management, you've got the planning, you have the tech, you have the music, you've got, I mean, and then the math and the writing and all those pieces. So it's a perfect setup for a project-based learning where they can get a lot of educational and academic value out of it. Mm -hmm. It just was not executed. Yeah, but you do get a result too. Like you get a whole thing out of this, like their show and then their parents get to see them and finally like see like, oh my gosh. I love their light bulb moment when they're like, oh my gosh, this really is important and my kids are pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now we're all like, I'm sure the parents in the back of their head are like, oh my gosh, what have they been doing for the past few weeks in this classroom? But on the other hand, they're like, wow, this is a core memory that they just built and they will take this on for the rest of their lives. And now I'm not saying that we go and do this. But it is a cool experience to watch and be a part of in that sense, I guess. So I think to to sum it all up, like basically there's a lot that you can connect with as an educator in this movie. I think there's things even to take away to kind of implement, you know, putting the students' needs as a priority. Yeah. But there's also, we know that <laughs> it was like he was not good at what he did and um, we don't want to do most of those things because we'd end up in jail. Right. And it's yeah. funny because there really was no serious consequence, I don't believe, at the no. end. Like, and you're just you kind of sitting there. out by the cops, but I was expecting like some sort of like, yeah, we had to pay your bail. I was expecting some <laughs> subtle comment in the dialogue. In the or something like, yeah, so you can never work at a school again. But like in the credits, they, they need to put like a disclaimer. <laughs> Yeah, he just like opens up a school for music at the end. Like there but was in, no. But in like the, the funny part is he does it in Ned's apartment, like in his bedroom. That's like music. He just has the kids like jamming out in there, and I think Ned, right? That's his best friend's name. Yeah. yeah. Ned is like there, and he's like teaching music too, and I'm like, this is casual. Like now all the kids just come to their tiny it little like it was flat. Converted though. You think like so, I a think little it bit? was converted. It wasn't just like the, but it's the so mattress wasn't just like laying there, there anymore. Around. Even though the kids did come in, in the while he was oh yeah, I'm pretty like he had no shirt on. I'm like, please have me your pants on. There, <laughs> it was just so funny about all this stuff, and and also in New York, you know, we're not in a city setting per se, so it's kind of funny how the kids just kind of can get wherever by walking that could just not happen here because we're all on highways. Mm -hmm. And it's also when you think about schools and the setting around them, how different the outside of the school can play into that. So like for them, music is right at their door. And we do have music here in Mississippi, but it's not as accessible, if that makes sense, to do this. It takes planning and transportation. and yeah. But like in places like New York or where I'm from in Philadelphia, like music is always happening. So it's something you can always be a part of. But um. Yeah, no, it was a fun one to watch. I hadn't watched it probably since I was a kid. So. Greatest, greatest ending to any movie where the credits roll and they continue singing and it's like, why are you still here? Yes. yes. Oh, I love that yeah. part. He was like, why are you still here? And <laughs> the movie's over. The movie's over. Well, if you are listening and you have not watched School of Rock yet, I think it is worth the, worth the watch. Yeah. Um, funny, funny, but don't do most of it or you're getting in big trouble. But definitely a recommendation of... To have a good laugh on a rough teaching week. (laughs) Right.